Sicha Aleph, Antetzave, from Chelek Chof Aleph. And um, we're learning today um, in the Schos of Rafor Shlema, Baharav Yaakov Tovya Ben Chava Gitol, and for Hillel Shalom Ben Rachaleya, the Abisha should grant them a Rafor Shlema Okreva Miyad. And we are delighted to announce Mazel Tov to our classmate Hannah Mann on the Hanachast film of her grandson Levi Hakayen um, Cohen. Cohen. Levi Hakayen Cohen. And if there are any other um, Mazel Tovs, any other wonderful locations that we should uh, mark, please, please uh, speak up and let us know. And of course, we are learning the schos of all of those who were taken from their homes, that they should be returned whole in body and in spirit, and that all the chayalim that need a refor shalema should have refor shalema, and that there should be shalom for everyone. And I see uh, a new baby granddaughter to Chana Perlman, Mazel Tov, Lisa Bas Malka Chaya. She should have a chesiam of shalom and bring her family tremendous nachas. Tetzaveh. This is a sicha that has so many Yisaitistika ideas in Hasidus, specifically in the Rebbe's Hasidus, and um, just like a carotid artery for, for life, for all of us. Aleph. The Balaturim writes about Parshas Tetzava, Shehi Aparsha Hayechida, that the Balaturim writes that this is the only parsha from when Moshe Rabbeinu is born, inclusive of Chumash Devarim, until the very end, in which Moshe Rabbeinu's name does not appear explicitly. And the reason for this is because after when it seemed that Hashem was not going to forgive B'nai Yisrael, Moshe said, erase me from your book. And the Gemara explains that when a Chacham, when a Tzadik, when a Nasi um, uh, says words of curse or like some kind of uh, negative repercussion, then even if it's altnai, even if it's on condition, it's conditionally based, and even if that condition does not occur, but in some way, somehow, those words have to um, find some sort of expression. So since Moshe Rabbeinu said, if you're not going to forgive the Jewish people, erase me from your book, that had to come that had to come to fruition. And it's Dafka in this week's parsha that this came uh, to expression. Now the Rebbe says, Everything in the Torah is exact. It's punctilious. And so, if it was in this parsha Dafka, that these words, which were uttered actually 
later in Parshas Kisisa, or at least chronologically in the Torah, as it's presented to us only in Parshas Kisisa. And intuitively, it would seem that this idea that Moshe said I should be erased from the book should be alluded to in a parsha after Kisisa, where these words are said. And yet it's found here. And therefore, Tzarech Leimar, we have to say, We have to say that it's because these words of erase me from your book, has a specific correlation and alignment with this Parsha Dafka. And we have to understand, and exactly what is the conceptual connection between Moshe's exclamation, erase me from your book, and the content of this week's parsha? At first blush, we don't see the connection between Moshe saying, erase me from your book, and the content of this week's parsha, which includes the idea of lighting the menorah in the mikdash every day, the manufacture of the vestments, the special big day kahuna, the special clothing that the, the kohanim wore, the installation of the initiation of Aaron and his sons, and the mizbeach, the manufacture of the gold mizbeach, or the mizbeach upon which the kateris was offered, or the inner mizbeach. So what's the connection between Moshe's words and the fact that they come to fruition, Dafka in this week's Parsha, which is one before those words are or presented to us, before those words are uttered, and, and B, there doesn't seem to be a conceptual link, base. And there's another thing we have to understand. The reason that Moshe's name is not explicitly mentioned in this week's Parsha, in this week's Sedra, he, it's not because the narrative doesn't include Moshe. So Moshe's name doesn't have to be there because we're not talking about him. Rebbe wants to underscore that it's not that Moshe is not being spoken to or Moshe is not being spoken of, but rather that his name is not being mentioned. But in this week's Parsha, it is explicitly about Moshe, and this is expressed in many Psukim. It's not just one oblique reference. Many, many, many things in this Parsha are written about Moshe, and uh, therefore, <laughs> okay, so his name is not mentioned, but he's very much there. Yes, sir, Alkain, and even more, has parsha, shame ha-parsha. And it's not just that there are a lot of psukim in this week's parsha that um, are regarding Moshe, but the beginning of the parsha and even the very name of the parsha, which we know that the Rebbe underscores over and over that the shame ha-parsha, al-toichen kol parsha 
that the name of the Parsha encapsulates the content of the Parsha. And the, and the name of the Parsha is Titzave. And the word that comes before is Va'ata, and you, and the you is speaking, Misyachasim Dafke El Moshe. And this is Hashem speaking to Moshe. And even more, Va'ata Titzave, the emphasis on the word Va'ata, the instruction here is, Kiperish HaKliyakar, like the Kliyakar underscores, Mimhus Atzmuscha, that Moshe should command regarding the lighting of the menorah from his very essence. And we know that the mahus va'atzmus, the essence, the nexus, the vortex, uh, the core, the center, whatever word you want to use of a person, is deeper and higher than any name that you can refer to that person by. And the Rebbe explains, because in Yonah Yishol Shema Adam, Hu Acher Yuchol a name is so that somebody else can call you. Instead of calling you, hey you, they will use your name. Aval Atzmusay Umuhusay Shola Adam, but the truth of the matter is that the name is uh, utilitarian. It allows others to, to interact with you. But the person's core, the person's essence is higher and deeper than their connection with somebody else. And therefore, the core of a person is it transcends being able to be encapsulated by or expressed in a name. And so based on this, on the contrary, and so based on what we've explained about a name and how the Parsha is constructed, it becomes clear that on the contrary, Moshe said, erase me. But this week's Parsha actually expresses Moshe more than any other. Because it doesn't use his name, it goes to his core. It refers to him as Atta, you, unvarnished and 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 undifferentiated. You, your core. And so, not only is Moshe not present, as it were, but he is more present than in any other parsha in which his name is said explicitly. Gimel, the Yuvanzen will understand this. And we'll understand the profundity of what's going on here by first prefacing with explaining the greatness of Moshe's request that he be erased from the Torah. And Rashi says, Mikol Hataira Kula. Moshe says to Hashem, expunge me 
erase me. I don't want to have a shaykhis with the whole Torah. Now, in Yanisham Meishahu, Torah, if there's one thing that encapsulated who Meishah was, it's Torah. O Kamayim Chazal, Asher HaTorah Nekres Al Shmai, Ki Meishah Nasa Nafshay Al Torah. And the Midrashim explained that Torah is called Torah's Meishah because he gave his soul. He gave his all for the Torah. And from this is understood And so it's understood that when he said, erase me from your entire Torah, we are talking about Moshe's essence because Moshe and the Torah are one thing. So it wasn't like when he said that he was giving up something important to him or something that was really valuable. It was him. It was him, his essence. And for what did Moshe so um, give it all up? In order to effectuate atonement for Cheta Egel, which is the most serious of all trespasses, of all transgressions. And not only is it the most serious hate, and not only did it come after Hashem explicitly said in two different dibres not to engage in something like this, but... Rashi teaches on the words, Rashi teaches that at all times, for the, for the end of time, any time the Jews would sin, there would be a little bit of this sin that would be kind of like the starter sin, and they would get punished for the cheta ego in part. So in other words, it's kind of like the sin that keeps giving, you know? And so in that way, it is the most serious sin. Mitamor. So it's a wonder. And so it's it's mamish a wonder that Moshe Benu would give up his very essence, which was one with Torah. For who? For those of B'nai Yisrael that sinned with the Egel, Koilel Oiseya Egel, Asher Maaseim Hayu Hefa Chatzivoy Loyiyah Lecha Goymer, Leisasa Goymer, Ubekach Natku Atzmam Legamri Rachmanatlan Behater. And so it's it's unbelievable that Moshe Rabbeinu would give up his essence, which was which was one and the same with Torah, for B'nai Yisrael who sinned with the with the, with the golden calf inclusive of those who actually fashioned the golden calf which was opposite of the two of the the of the, of the, the first two dibris and in doing so they cut themselves off completely rahman al-slan from tayr and yet he was ready to give it all up for them and we have to understand something else what is really 
the content of this. In other words, we understand what Moshe said, but what is the depth and what is the profundity of him saying, and if you cannot bear their sin, and if you cannot forgive them, then just erase me from your book. And Rashi underscores that it's from the whole Torah. This can't just be Moshe Benu just speaking out of Khalila like a temper. There has to be a deep connection between these two things. In other words, these two things cannot remain together. Moshe is saying, I cannot be connected to the Torah if you cannot atone uh, or, or grant the Jews atonement for the sin of the Chayta Egel. Those two cannot, cannot exist simultaneously. Me connected to a Torah that cannot forgive the Jews. Rashi Bir, Rashi explains that with this, Moshe wanted to ensure that I wasn't worthy of evoking God's mercy upon them. But you could feel the Rebbe kind of like have a very visceral reaction to this and say, but but this this explanation does not compute. It's not it's it's not it's not it's not to doing it. Because if you read the Psukim, it seems that through Moshe's complaint and Moshe's demand, in fact, from Hashem, Moshe Rabbeinu was focused on one thing and one thing alone, and that was achieving atonement for his people. And it wasn't about his covering his own back. It wasn't about his burnishing his own image. And, and, and more. If it was a situation where Moshe doubted that Hashem would forgive the sin, and this was the sin, the greatest sin. Can we really believe that Moshe, the faithful shepherd, is at this time when the future of his people hangs in balance, he is preoccupied with what people are going to say about him, his legacy, his reputation? There has to be a different understanding and explanation of the link between what Moshe says and the inability for the Jewish people to be forgiven. Doubt. Bahabir Bazen, the explanation is as follows Moshe Rabbeinu, who mitzius achas mamish in Klal Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu is one and the same thing. He is one Metzius. He is one existence with Klal Yisrael. You cannot separate Moshe from, from B'nai Yisrael, not from the individuals and not from the collective. 
Obolashin Rashi, and the famous, famous Rashi, Meisha hu Yisrael, v'Yisrael he Meisha. Meisha is B'nai Yisrael, B'nai Yisrael ha Meisha. Olafichach, Paul, this is the same, Rashi, the Rebbe is going to quote the other part of Rashi that we are even more familiar with, and that is Hanasi hu Hakol. Same Rashi. Chukas, Olafichach, and so when Bnei Yisrael got involved in this sin, it caused a uh, some type of Yerida. There was some way in which Moshe was impacted and um, there was a descent in his stature. Like Chazal teach and Rashi quotes on the Pasuk Lech Reid, Hashem tells Moshe, go, go down. And Rashi quotes, read Mikdulascha. Go descend from your greatness. In other words, here you are with me up on high in this celestial sphere, in this, in this tremendously great um, level, but now you have to go down. Seemingly, Seemingly, Moshe had no connection whatsoever to the Chait. It happened in his absence, as we know. And because he was in the heavenly sphere, he could not have even be faulted for not reprimanding them. He was atop the mountain, literally, and metaphorically, he was in a different place spiritually. And so how is it that the Chet Egel should even impact him? It should even hurt him. It should even create a spiritual descent. But because Moshe is one with B'nai Yisrael, look at it, and as a result, and so therefore, as a result of this, his greatness is wrapped up with, is given to him together with the greatness of B'nai Yisrael. And therefore, the chait, the chait ha'egel, and the descent, the spiritual descent of Bnei Yisrael, effectuated. In it was it was inevitable that it should effectuate a yerida in Moshe, and and you read these words and sechaptat uh, like it's it's it's. I'm thinking like the Rebbe taught these words, right? And and it's in Lukutas Yiras Magia these words. And so, what does it mean about if Cholila um, Chasidim did something that was that was not Lafia Kavana? And 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 what does this mean for the Rebbe? We're not talking about just the embarrassment and and the, and the 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 tarnishing of 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 the shame Lubavitch and the cover of Lubavitch. And the unity of Moshe B'nai Yisrael is a deeper unity than his unity with Torah. 
in the same way that we find regarding the unity of B'nai Yisrael with Hashem, so even though we find the famous um, teaching from the Zayar that the Tayyar and Hashem are one, and then you what, what's written in Hasidus that the word Anechi is an acrostic for the words Yahavis, I wrote my soul into the Tayyar. That, that Hashem literally wrote and gave himself, his atmos in the Torah to us. And despite all of this, despite the inconceivable to us unity of Hashem with the Torah, still in all, the union of the Jew with Hashem is deeper and higher, like Chazal teach, that B'nai Yisrael came before the Torah. We're not talking chronologically, we're talking about in terms of importance. And this is one of the biggest um, novelties of Hasidus, because it was always understood that it's a triangle, that the Jew connects to the Torah, and through the Torah, the Jew is connected to the Abishnah. And Hasidus came and said, no, there's a direct line. So just like it is by the Abishnah, so it is by the leaders of the generation. Asher Rashi, the same Rashi that quoted above, Nasi Hadar Hu Kechol Hadar, that the leader of the generation is like the whole generation. Shez Achdusam in Bnei Yisrael Shebedayim, Hinalis Yosem His Achdusam Imatayim, that the union of the Nasi with Bnei Yisrael of their Dar is higher than their union with Tayr. And in the brackets, and this is true in general of all tzaddikim, it says about tzaddikim that they resemble their creator. It's true. Tzaddikim, nesim, they give their etzem in their Torah. And look at footnote 30. As has been explained multiple times, the Rashab said before he left, before he left us, I am going to heaven, but I'm, I'm leaving myself with you in my writings. So Aval Pishahim Nisnimis Atzman Binyani Hatayer Shahimalamdim, Obifrat Bihidushi Hatayer Shalahem, although they give their essence in Taira that they teach, and specifically in the Khdushim of their Taira, Mikalmakim Ainzekimalas his Ahdusam in Binay Yisrael. But this doesn't come to, it doesn't compare 
to the greatness of their union with Bnei Yisrael, ubifrat im elu sheyesh lahem shaykhes, umemela achrayis miyuchedas alehem, and especially those with whom the Nasi has a, uh, a shaykhes, has a relationship, and therefore if you have a relationship, you have a responsibility, a very specific and special responsibility and relationship with these people. And who are these people? The poor in your own city, children, students, students who are children, and like in the terminology used regarding Avram Avinu, the souls that they made. So higher, so we always learn and hear, and that's what we're doing here, H-E-R-E, this morning and every Monday morning and many, many other times during the week, that the way to be Makusher is to the Rebbe's And that's true. And yet the Rebbe is saying that there is a higher union and a higher fusion between the Nasi and the people of the Dar to whom there is a Shaykhus and therefore an Achrayus. And that means really every Jew that's alive. Those that identify in that way, those that don't, those that have heard about the Babach Rebbe, those who have not. It's a Mechitikir think for us to to hear the Rebbe say and also for us to think about in in, in our own in our own Dalit Amas. Hey. So we're saying that the Jewish the Jew is more important than the Torah. That was our first thing we said. And now we're saying that the connection to the Nasi Ador in a way is more significant than the connection to Torah. No. That just like the Abishra's connection to Yidin transcends the Torah that he gave us in the same way, the Nasi Hadar's connection with the people of the Dar transcends the connection that can be forged through the terror that the Nasi taught. Okay. Okay, that makes it's more sense. True. Okay. It's true that the Nasi gives his atmos into the terror. Like the Rebbe Hashab said, I'm leaving you my Ksavim. So therefore, I'm leaving you my essence, even though I'm alighting, but I'm leaving you my essence. But higher than that still... Is is the shaykhs with, with with the people of the door? Okay. In other words, not necessarily those that study, and and are familiar and are conversant with the terror of the nasi. And now we're in a position to understand to truly understand the explanation that fueled Moshe's request to be erased from Hashem's book, as it were. And the reason why he was ready to sacrifice his essence, and his essence is connected to the Torah, and he was ready to do this for, for those that created the ego. Because once we understand that Moshe's union and unity and fusion with B'nai Yisrael transcends even 
his unity with Torah. So this expresses itself. As a result, there are two things that are true. Aleph. That is, is going to transcend his and is going to come first before his Messias Nefesh for the Torah. And it is higher than that, than that Messias Nefesh. And here the Rebbe in brackets um, include something so fascinating. Alderach, this is this this is like. What is written about in the Sefer Magad Meishorim, that Rabbi Yosef Karay, who wrote the Shulchan Aruch, was destined to die Al Kiddush Hashem. That was going to be his destiny. And, and for some particular reason, he was punished, and so he wasn't zeicher to die al kiddush Hashem. Now the Rebbe says, ilu al kiddush Hashem, If he would in fact have died al kiddush Hashem, he would not have had the ability to to write the shulchan aruch or to complete it at least. And what's the Shulchan Aruch? And as we see from the Shulchan Aruch came out instruction and teaching to all of B'nai Yisrael. And even though this is true, and it would seem, you might think, that what he accomplished through the writing of the Shulchan Aruch was greater. This was still reckoned as a punishment for him. Because as great and as superlative as the level is of learning Torah and teaching Torah, whatever can be accomplished through Torah, doesn't touch the greatness of of dying of the Messiah's nefesh of dying al kiddush Hashem, because what is that when a person gives up their life because they are a Jew, and they want to remain a Jew, they want to be one with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And the words that the Rebbe said about the soldiers and the IDF. You know, now everybody's kind of curating that and sending that around. But you could see what this is based on. How the Rebbe explains Monsieur Snefesh. And later the Rebbe's going to, uh, maybe over here, footnote references. Yeah, look look at look at footnote uh 37. Look at footnote 37. He says, and we like we, like we find regarding the Indian of Kiddush Hashem, even 
by a Jew who is not, uh, let's just say, immersed in Torah mitzvahs. Rachman and Slan may be even completely separated, at least consciously. Or A, Saif, uh, I don't know what that stands for. Sorry. Somebody that knows should please tell us. Shakayat Lemsiras Nefesh Bamiza, Shenish Masan Shal Yisrael, Shorshan Lemaila Minatera. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. That the Kayach of Messias Nefesh comes from the fact that the Nishamas of Yisrael come from a source that is higher than Terah. So going back, that's Aleph and Bays, the second thing that emerges from what Meshabenu did is to teach us his Achdus Omemela Messias Nefesh, he im va'avor kol Yehudi. That this fusion of Moshe with Klal Yisrael is for every Jew. It's for every Jew, even those who fashioned the Egel. Because once we understand that this Kesher, that this connection, that this bond is higher than Torah, so if the connection of the of, of Hashem with a yid and the nasi with a yid is higher than Torah, then that connection cannot be truncated, it cannot be cut off, it cannot be withdrawn because the yid is cut off from Torah. Because the whole bond transcends Torah. And now we can understand what Meshav is saying. If you will forgive them for their sin, good. And if not, I'm out. Im cheta egel hu chamor ad kedekach shahatayra einen naisenes mokem lekach shatisachatasam. If what they did with the egel is so terrible that the Torah doesn't provide space for them to be forgiven, Hashem echaper ela shahatayra kav yachol tevas umeinas. Hashem does forgive, but the Torah kav yachol. Um, prevents it. Then Moshe's request and Moshe's demand is I want to be erased from the Torah. And this is exhibit A. And this is an unvarnished display with no obfuscation, nothing at all. We could see the essential union of Moshe and Bnei Yisrael. And through this, we can understand and see that transcends union with the Torah. And 
And so because of the union between Hashem and B'nai Yisrael that transcends Torah, from that union flows the Kapara, even on something like Cheta Egel. And then that reconnects them with the Torah. Sorry, I don't know if this is just a kibyachol, so I shouldn't, but is it basically saying the Torah is somewhat flawed? It's limited? And is it just like, if that were the case, but obviously that's not the case? Or is that, or am I not? I wouldn't use those terms. I would say that there's something that transcends that rubric. That, yeah, there's a system. And within that system... There's Aleph, Beis, Gimel, Dalet. There, there's these laws. There are these constructs, but the but the but the Kesher of Bnei Yisrael with the Kaddish Baruch Hu transcends that. And and here, I think here you just have <laughs> in this last paragraph everything everything about. What the Rebbe taught us, and everything the Rebbe demanded, and the whole miftsayim and shlichus, everything, everything is in this. And 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 the world is is beginning to to understand that our acceptance, not just acceptance, that's that's the wrong word, our embrace of every yid, is not because we're favoring them with a you know, soft bias of lower expectations. Oh yeah, sure, it's good. You could come. We love you. You don't have to do anything. It's fine. No, it's not that you don't have to do anything and it's fine. It's because we love you and we understand your greatness. We understand your greatness and we cherish it. And once you connect the yid to that truth, then, like the Rebbe says, the gam and that's why in any place USA you could find, I mean, any place in the world, any place in the universe, in any home, every home is a base chabad. You could find uh, the most unlikely collection of people sitting around a table because of this central idea. And so now we're really able to understand the correlation between what Moshe asked of Hashem and the Parsha, the Indian of Va'ata Titzabe, the Va'ata that transcends any of the names, the name of Moshe. His achtozushal Moshe im kol bnei Yisrael shulamayla meyatayra habali debitoi bevakasha mecheni na mesifracha. This union and this fusion of Moshe with all of bnei Yisrael that transcends Tyra, that comes to full expression through his poignant exclamation, "Erase me from your Tyra." Muvas bekasov is expressed in the pasuk va'ata tzavan. As Bnei Yisrael, that you should command Bnei Yisrael. She'echad mepeirushavu. That one of the explanations for this is va'ata ha'atzmiyus shal Moshe, the essence of Moshe that transcends constructs of names, mekasher 
ומחבר את כל בני ישראל יחד למציאות אחת. connects and fuses all of B'nai Yisrael to become one entity. And the Rebbe says, Tetzaveh Loshen Tzavta V'chiba. So, Ata Tetzaveh, Moshe, you should connect all of B'nai Yisrael. And what can connect all of B'nai Yisrael? The essence of Moshe. The Va'ata. Mitzad Madre Goisav Shal Moshe HaKshores L'Shem when you're talking about the levels of Moshe that can be delineated or referred to with a name, which means you can qualify them, you can quantify them, you can describe them, inclusive even of the Yechidosh HaBenefesh, Shehi Echad Mechamisha Shema Shenikru La L'Neshama, so even though the Yechida is, is the Yechida, but it's still one of the five names of the Neshama. So mitzad, the five levels of the Neshama, the five names of the Neshama, including the Yechida, you could reach tremendous revelations above, but these are not transcendent of the Torah. Because the Torah is comprised, and I think the yeah the Ramban uh, teaches us that the Torah is just one unending string of names of Hashem. V'lachain mitzadar gazu i'efshar lifal is that zafta v'chibar hamakifim v'koylim is called bnei Yisrael b'shave, and that's why through those madrigas you cannot effectuate this fusion and connection of all the Jews in a way that encompasses and it comprises all of them equally. The dafka va'ata tetzaveh. And dafka va'ata atzmiyusay shal Moshe, shalamayla m'shem v'tayar, the essence of Moshe, that transcends identification through name or description. The essence of the neshama that cannot be grasped by the five names. So we are used to conventionally speaking about the five aspects of the neshama and understanding the yechida to be the transcendent aspect of the soul. And here the Rebbe is saying that there's an, there's an etzem that is higher than that. And it's that dafka this hamiskasheres el ata ha ikri vahamiti ata shalamayla atzmusay mhusay isbarach, and it is this that connects the Jew to the ultimate ata, the ata shalamayla, the essence of Hashem. Atzmusay umhusay isbarach, ubeemis lamitasay. And the truth is that it's only about atzmus that you could say ata, you, in the present. And actually, this name is found by all, even the little child that's two years old, that's saying baruch ata. And the Tzemach Tzedek in Sherish Mitzvah Tfilah he talks about 
pshitos, about this aspect of the divine that is simple and unadorned and transcends any type of depiction, description, delineation. Atzmasamahus. And um, he quotes the, the Rivash that says, Ani mispala ledas ze hatinoik. That the ultimate goal of davening is to, the, what we should aspire to is to daven with the das of the young baby that says with a pshitas, ata, you, daven Hashem, it says, you, you, like up close and personal, like I know you. And this poelis as kiyum tetzaves b'nei Yisrael, hatzavta v'achibor shal kol b'nei Yisrael, v'afilu oise ega b'chlal l'metzios achas. And so when you, when you're, when you access this level, the va'ata, that is the only thing that could effectuate the tetzave, the tzavta v'achibor, the fusion of all Jews, inclusive of the Isaiah Egel, those have fashioned the Egel. I don't know. Maybe for us today, it's inclusive of those who married out or or other things that 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 are so ubiquitous amongst the people that um, we, we, that are our friends and that are our community. And now we can also understand the connection between Atatitzabe to what comes in this particular command that they should take to Moshe the oil that will be used to light the Ner Tamit. Seemingly, Aaron's the one that lights the menorah. What's the Kesher with Moshe? And it's explained. Aaron, in and of himself, can be mashpia and can affect B'nai Yisrael, who are already like wicks, ready to be ignited. Because they are already illuminated with the ner mitzvah v'tayar they're serving Hashem. Aval but through the oil that would be used for this purpose, being brought to Moshe, shehum Yisrael kanal, and because he has the ability to connect and to fuse all of Bnei Yisrael, nifal hadavar bechol Bnei Yisrael afilu hapshutim So through the fact that the oil is brought to Moshe, it, 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 it passes through his agency. And because he has the ability to fuse and to connect all of B'nai Yisrael, therefore, the igniting of their souls and, and making manifest etzab hanefesh can happen. Even amongst the pshutim b'yayser, the most simple Jews. Zion. What about the fact that 
um, Aaron, it says about Aaron that he was Makarov, also those who were just Brios. So, like, it sounds like it wasn't even that they were on any level yet. Yeah. I I I I thought about the same thing. Um, I think what the Rebbe is saying is that as much as Aaron was able to accomplish, he he needed the atmos of Moshe to to it was like it was fueled by the atmos of of Moshe. So it, to me, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm understanding that. It, it manifested in the lighting of the menorah that first the oil had to go through Moshe, as it were. And I don't mean literally, but I mean like the whole concept has to be the on the oil, um, even though Aaron's the one that's doing that Veda. And and that maybe even it's it's Moshe's kaiches that give Aaron the ability to do his work. I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe, I mean, this is just my maybe, but the fact that it even gives a name of Brias, like there was some sort of difference between one and the other, that some were just Brias, that there was no other, you know, redeeming factor about them. And others maybe externally had a redeeming factor, but on Moshe's level, even that doesn't exist. I don't know. Maybe that's taking, uh, you know, giving a little bit extra explanation, but it just seems like within Aaron's perspective, there was a delineation between one and the other. Whereas by Moshe, it sounds like regardless, like they're all my people, regardless, we're all one. Yeah. That, that I think is for sure. Yeah. Zion. And now we're in the position to understand this expanded, not just vis-a-vis -vis the, the oil for the menorah, but the whole parsha. The whole meshach hasipar al-kahunas aron ivanov sheba parsha seinu mudgash shahadavar hutzrach lehe'asois alidei moshadavka. In everything having to do with Aaron and his sons, everything. It is underscored how this all had to be under the ages of Moshe Dafka. So over and over, the parsha underscores that everything about Aaron and his brothers and his sons would would be initiated um dafka through Moshe. their whole process of uh, orientation and making the big day Kaidish for them and etc cetera, etc cetera, was all through Moshe. kim super baruch parsha as is explained in at depth in in the parsha the echara bi urim bazehu alder khanal bi inineras hamanaya and one of the explanations khani He's all about kahuna. And like the Rebbe explains in other sikhs, the kahuna is a congenital um, uh, situation. You're born that way. You're born holier. You're born holier. 
שיש להם שייכס גלויה למנהרס המשכן והמקדש. So, מצד עצמי, Aaron is able to reach a demographic that is already connected, already like we would say today in the network. אבל על ידי ואתה, מוישה, הקרי ולכס, ארן אחיך, לקיה נילי, נאסיס כהונס ארן באופן הפועל בכל בני ישראל, אפילו הפשוטים בייסר. That everything that Aaron was able to accomplish for all of בני ישראל, inclusive of, לקיה mentioned, those that they're only מיילה, the only thing you can say about them is that they're Hashem's creation, this was due to his being connected to Moshe. Oh, Sipa's asking, does any of this apply to the four-fifths of the Jews that did not survive Makas Cheshach and didn't leave Mitzrayim? You're saying, why, I mean, that was before Va'ata Tetzaveh, so it seems like there's a new shlav, there's a new phase uh, in, in the leadership, and that before this, it could be um, that it wasn't on this level. That's why you tell the Russia, if he would have been there, he wouldn't have come out, because now he is part of it, but then he wouldn't have been part of it. Thank you, Elisheva. We've gotten some grace period here with the extra Adar, but Pesach looms. Ubefrat, Nira Hadavar Begoloi Bavoyas Hakteris Biamakipurim. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I I am in the wrong place. Uh, sorry. Third paragraph on the right side of page seven or page one seventy nine, if you have it printed out in in Lashna Kaidish. Vizeu gam echad hatamim lekach, and this is one of the reasons. Shemiyad laachri chinuch Aaron nemar hatzivri al mizbeach miktar k'tayus. That as soon as Aaron was initiated. There was the commandment regarding offering the katiras, the incense. Dilach oira, seemingly Seemingly, the fashioning of the inner mizbeach, the golden mizbeach, the mizbeach upon which the katiras was offered, should have been listed in earlier in truma with with all the other kalim, with all the other vestments. The parshas truma yachad al kol you would think that it would have been listed there, right near the, the outer Mizbeach, the Mizbeach made of copper. But the reason it's here in Tetzaveh is because that the Kuhuna of Aaron has to encompass all of B'nai Yisrael. But this, this, this again, is only connected to Moshe, Ata Tetzaveh, and there's a way in which the Kitaris also manifests the same idea of inclusivity. That, that any fast day that doesn't include sinners of Yisrael is not an efficacious fast day. Like Sharei Chalbana Rechara, that there, there's one ingredient that is enumerated and delineated in the ingredients of the Kateris called the Chalbana, and it had a foul odor, Umana HaKasav Im Samimone Kateris, 
and it's listed as one of the ingredients of the Keteris. It's the same idea of inclusivity that Moshe was ready to give up everything, his entire essence, even for those who fashioned the Egel. And it's like the Vart about the word Sibor, right? That the word Sibor is an acrostic for Tzadikim, Benunim, or Rishoyim. And this is kind of like on steroids on Yom Kippur. That the whole idea of Yom Kippur was to achieve Kapara for all of the Nei Yisrael. And in case we haven't been picking up on the wondrous instruction for Avodah Hashem till now, the Rebbe says, I will spell it out for you. Just like Moshe was ready to give up the highest thing, the most important thing, which was his bond with the Torah. He was ready to give it all up for B'nai Yisrael, inclusive of those who fashioned the Egel. And this is a type of Avas Yisrael that transcends because because Moshe loving another like he loved himself, what did Moshe love? Tairah. Moshe's entire existence was suffused with Torah. And yet Moshe found it correct to give it all up. In order to be one with B'nai Yisrael, inclusive of those who were at least in manifest way cut off from Torah. And because of this, because he was a faithful shepherd, he wanted to give, and he did give the Kayach to every single Jew at all times and in all places to act in this way. And again, this was his claim. This was his exclamation. If, if the sin of the Jew cannot be forgiven, and those that sin against me will be erased in the book. The who Yishara b'sifracha, but Moshe Rabbeinu is going to remain in the book. The Rebbe is learning the words of Rashi in a whole different way. Then people will say on me that I wasn't ra'oi, I wasn't kedai, I, 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 it wasn't possible for me to say them. 
What will they see? What, what will they say according to the Rebbe? The Rebbe is reading of Rashi. People will learn. If Moshe wouldn't have done this, they would learn that Moshe didn't want to give up everything. And everything would mean to be erased from the Torah. And they'll learn the same thing. That you don't have to give up everything for another Yid. Atkan. So much yes, but not but not this. And the lesson from all this is, How much this has to be the avoid of each one of us. It's not enough to have Avas Yisrael to every single Jew, irrespective of their situation. And it's not even enough that you should love them like you love yourself. We have to have Messias Nefesh for every Yid. Every Yid. And it has to express itself in loving, loving every Yid, even those that are just, just quote-unquote, Briyais, and bringing them closer to Tehra.